I'm here with David Anfields, one of the founders of Support Club. Excited today to talk to him a little bit about what he's working on, a business owner based out of the Florida. Is it Miami area? Is that correct? Or is it? We cover all uh, three counties, um, West Palm Beach, Broward County, and Dade County, which is uh, the three counties uh, where South Florida-based business, our headquarters is out of West Palm Beach. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff, man. So before we kind of dive into what you've seen of Miami Tech and your own business, give the people kind of like a little bit of a background of how did you get into, what was your doorway into tech and into your own business? So I've always had an entrepreneurial mind since a high schooler. I built a lot of music studio equipment, like studio style rooms in my house in my my parents' basement, basically. And I started my own mini production company. I ended up getting signed to produce for Atlantic Records. And yeah, that went good for a while. I I produced an artist named Plies, uh, Trina, who you've heard. uh, Yeah. I worked with guys like uh, Young Jeezy and Fabulous from your neighborhood. Uh, (laughs) I've been a longtime Fab fan. uh, Yeah, I love Fab and Jeezy. I've always been a fan. So being in music, the technology that surrounded music, I always had to work on it. I always had to upgrade, you know, the physical computers, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, storage to them or what have you to them. And so kind of when music started slowing down, I had to pick a choice. I had to decide something that I wanted to learn. And I said, well, why not? You know, technology, I I already work with computers anyway. Yeah. I went to school here in South Florida for administration, computer sciences. And in school, one of the teachers told me, you know, you're doing really good in my class. You should try getting a certification. And if you got a certification, you can work right now. So I ended up getting a certification. I got really fortunate to lend my first IT job with uh, Dish Network in Boca Raton, Florida. And that opened up my eyes to just how in-depth technology and all the departments and how all they coincide with each other. And beyond that, I said, well, let me get some experience. And I got a lot of experience working for Dish Network. I ended up getting hired by Martin County local government. And Mm -hmm. then after that, I started to say, well, I got a grasp on this stuff. I'm really good at this stuff. Let me try to put my foot out there and see what I can do. And uh, we started supportclub.com. It took a couple names for us to land up to a name that people can actually remember. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. That's a fun process, uh, trying to get the name down. It's never the first one you think it is. But um, so when you first started Support Club, were you working full time or did you quit your job? What was the leap like? So I, I was really blessed with an opportunity where another company who, who primarily focused on schools needed a systems engineer and it was was a complete remote job and i also talked to this person who was i was referred to them it wasn't like an interview i was just referred to them and me and him sat down and we had some coffee and he's like yeah i'm looking for your skill set here's what i need and i told him well i'm doing my own thing on the side do you mind and we came to an agreement that you know there was no competition but i could still help him and pick up my own clients so it was just an amazing opportunity yeah, have a lot more independence. Around what year was that? Because yeah, so that's before kind of you know something I find really interesting is like before the pandemic, these kind of blended roles of like you're a consultant or you work part time and it's remote. Like it was pretty rare back yeah. then, you know, to kind of get opportunities like that. Whereas now, 
because everybody like is remote and everybody, you can kind of finesse your, any job situation to how you want it versus like, no, you will sit at the desk and you are a, you know, an employer of my company, you know, like it's a huge advantage to kind of be in a position where before the pandemic, you're able to kind of get a work situation where you were able to kind of build your own clients as you were paid to kind of do what you wanted to do. Yeah. That's a blessing because if you're sitting at a 40 hour a week job, it's hard to try to grow your own business. So Mm -hmm. took a little, but it worked out. Yeah. And then you brought in your, you had a co-founder that you worked with your. So my brother, uh, who was also, he went to school for medical technology and now he's a, he's a cardiologist. Okay. Uh, Even before he was a cardiologist, me and him started the idea to Mm -hmm. support people in their computer systems. We realized no matter how advanced things get, people are going to always need support. And that's why. Yeah. 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 And I think I'm sure you've seen it already. Like Miami's kind of like a unique market for that because it's like aging population, right? Typically uh, people who are older who want to stay connected to, you know, what's going on and what kind of is more modern. Right. 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 It's a big retirement community out here. And, you know, the cool thing is a lot of these retired people that end up calling us for help have their own home-based businesses. They might have factories and offices, other places, but they really work from home and they just need an IT person to come by the home and help them with either home technology or getting connected to the office. So it was a big opportunity out here to work with a lot of seniors. Mm. Yeah. Awesome, man. And where do you see, I guess, so you're at this point, you're, you've been in the business now, maybe three, four years. Yes. You and your co-founder, you're, you know, maybe you have some staff as well. Yes. Where do you see the business kind of going from here? What's the, what do you, what's the, the two-year plan in your mind? Man, the two-year plan is we find out that everybody's calling us. And, and it's crazy because everyone's calling us and they're saying how much they went to Best Buy and how much they hate Geek Squad. And it wasn't possible. Yeah. So it just naturally seems like our main competitor, and especially in West Palm Beach, is against Geek Squad. So yeah. our goal is to be able to roll out a trusted company that anybody in any city can call and say, I know these people are going to take good care of me. Yeah. We're trying to roll it out to every major city from Miami area to mid Florida, to Atlanta, to New York and towards the West coast. Mm, Yeah, no, I I can definitely see the need for a market. If, If you're kind of the consumer friendly version of geek squad, right? Geek squad is kind of, it's everywhere, but, I'm sure they have a ton of kind of bad customer reviews. You know, it's Best Buy is not exactly the most, it's not the most technology forward company, maybe not the most customer caring company. So there's a huge kind of market there. Do you think being in Miami has kind of played a role in your success of like versus being in? Oh, yeah. And oh, definitely. And the reason is because Unlike, like I grew up in Tampa for the first part of my life. And then, you know, when I graduated high school, I hung around in these places, but I've never seen a more concentrated group of successful people, millionaires and people. Who <laughs> yeah. So yeah. There are a dime a dozen out here more. So it gives me a better advantage of if I was in Tampa trying to find, you know, business. Yeah. And to the people, I guess, who, you know, they're starting their own business and they're in the position of. You know, I remember when I first started my business, right? The hardest thing was almost like client acquisition, right? Of like getting the first five, maybe the first 10 clients. How did you go about getting more and more clients to where the problem I'm sure you're having now is like you have too many clients and like keeping your existing clients happy 
and yeah. kind of figuring out how to scale. But how did you get through that first hurdle? I wish somebody would have told me it's the obvious, but I, I tried I tried all type of different stuff, including creating the Google ads and you know making the Facebook pages and all that is good. But really, it's getting out and meeting people and, and letting people see who you are and, and letting them know what you're capable of doing and bringing value to these people and telling them, I can be of value to you because I know you have a computer and I know you need service. So yeah. just really my biggest advice is try to make it a strategy to get out in, in front of as many people, as many networking groups as possible. Yeah, definitely. I think people tend to overthink it and they come up with systems and you know, they want to kind of sit at their computer and solve all the problems, but like, you gotta, you gotta talk to your customer. You gotta be in there in their actual day to day. So that, I think that's really good advice. Kind of looking at, I don't know how much you're paying attention to a Miami tech scene and all that type of stuff that's developing. I'm sure, you know, some of your customers and, and you yourself are in there. What would you say has changed about tech in Miami in the past, you know, two or three years? Or um, yeah, I would say I am seeing now a lot more like MSPs, like before there was, and so MSP is the managed service provider, like a person like me who takes over a whole IT department for a company mm. because they don't need a IT person sitting there all day long. That's what I've, I've personally seen is a lot more of those coming into it in existence. There wasn't a lot four or five years ago, even. So mm. everybody who has, you know, some type of network, there's a Spanish network in Miami, there's a Caribbean network in Miami. And, you know, of course, there's an American network and then there's a Black American network. And each yeah. networks, each um, each racial groups have people that more or less cater to that. We cater to everybody. I just noticed, I don't know if it's my where I'm at because I'm in West Palm Beach. So most of my clients are more like the American side. Yeah, yeah. Few Caribbean, but more American side. Huh, that's interesting. You know, being in Miami, I, I wasn't, I didn't get a sense of the how blended it is or or how the ethnic ethnic kind of you know breakdown. Obviously there's a huge Hispanic community there, right? It's like that's the main thing you feel and it's very welcoming. But you mentioned that there's basically kind of I guess you deal with a lot of like entrepreneurs who are working from home and stuff like that or who have home offices mm-hmm. uh, in West Palm Beach. I assume it's kind of what I'm expecting, right? It's like older affluent white people typically, right? Is that the yeah. I mean yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say, you know, you mentioned before that a lot of New Yorkers are coming in. What are you seeing that they're kind of bringing to Miami? And it could be in tech or not. What's kind of their interests? Yeah, even some of the business owners that are managing, like some financial institutions, they're bringing a lot more, I want to say a lot more business down, a lot more money down, a lot more economy down with them. Mm. Um, so it's like, like another IT guy told me, he's like, man, there's enough room for all of us down here. And I think it's because a lot, a lot of the migration from the New York to here has brought a lot of money down with it and opportunity. Mm. And what would you say, I guess, the general, because I feel like I got a mixture of people. Some people were very, like, very warm reception to this, like, kind of New York migration. And then I've also kind of read, you know, people will be like, you know, Oh, don't bring that New York attitude kind of down here. And I don't, you know, I just saw that a little bit, but what, what would you say, I guess, the the attitude of uh, all the migration that's coming into Miami right now? I mean, maybe there's a little bit of it. I've heard a little bit of sentiments of it, but for the most part, 
Yeah. Most of everybody who's been in Florida, if they've been in Florida for if they if they weren't born in Florida and they've been here 10, 20 years, they're already from New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Connecticut anyway. So yeah. some people might feel the sentiment that it's being overrun by New Yorkers, but at the end of the day, everybody here is, is like in Boca. That's like mini New yeah. York already. So <laughs> they welcome it, you know. Yeah. That's that's good. That's good. One of the last questions I guess I have is, you know, obviously this guy, the mayor of Miami, Francis Suarez, is very much in the news. He's he's kind of very front facing. What would you say your feeling is on him and, and kind of his emphasis around tech and all, all that type of stuff? What's what's the reception around that? Um, so I've I've seen the guy a couple times. I couldn't tell you that I've heard much about him because I'm two counties more north. So mm-hmm. our, our local news stations here in West Palm Beach cover like the local government. And then we might hear something about Miami, of course. But um, from what I understand, I think he's just been trying to bring a lot more attention to tech and tech in Miami. And yeah. I heard stuff on NPR. And I think that's a great thing because someone who's actually taken the initiative to say, I want to make Miami known for tech. And that's, that's yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, for your business, uh, nothing could be better, right? Yeah. <laughs> if that becomes the case. Awesome, man. And I guess the last question I have is just like, what would you say your hope is for not just your business, but Miami as a whole from a tech entrepreneurial kind of space from where you started in 2018? If you were looking at, you know, five years from now, where would you hope the the whole tech scene is? Man, if I can just be candid with you, because I'm going to yeah. be candid with you. When I got into tech, my grades reflected that I'm a very good technician. Like I'm a very, you know, smart person. Yeah. And my certifications that I got are certifications that you, most people can't get or couldn't pass until they graduated school. My GPAs were president. I even got reached out to by Homeland Security, right? Yeah. But I could not find a job for like a year. And the biggest reason why is because so much other than Miami, the tech industry is ran by, you know, the white man. So every place I went to, they'd be like, yeah, you're smart. But I felt like I wasn't a cultural fit for them. So Mm. I might be the guy in the office and they're making whatever jokes or rapport that they have. And they might not feel like they want to cross that line. And that's what I got from a lot of people. So I like to see tech overall just a lot more diverse, not only a lot of Spanish, not only a lot of white, but even African-American. Like I like to see, especially in our community, I like to see more. And that's what we're hoping to do is give more opportunity. Like the, the first job I got at Dish Network, it was two black, it's a black CIO and a black IT manager that interviewed me. And before I could make it to my car, they called me and told me I had the job. Yeah, so, yeah. It's amazing how, you know, I obviously work, I work in the recruiting space and it's amazing how having the right people in the hiring process makes a difference for, you know, actually increasing diversity versus, you know, if you don't see anybody that looks like you all the way towards your job, it's like your chances of getting that job are just so much, you know, so much lower. No, I'm definitely hopeful for the same, you know, we'll be back in Miami shortly to here and I, you know, a lot of what we're doing is basically around this emerging crypto scene down there. So we're working on putting together kind of a short series on called Crypto Miami, all about kind of how tech is blending into the city, but also the 
you know, the character of Miami, the craziness um, that kind of naturally comes with Miami. So we're definitely excited to, you know, come back down and obviously to hear stories like yourself. I mean, you created a business from, you know, bootstrapped a business. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And also on the crypto end, I got some really cool stuff that I was brought into by just some millionaires that are in my networking group. And I mean, they've been telling me about this vehicle that they're using and it's better than anything that I've ever seen. I'm even in it. And so yeah. maybe when we get together, I'll give you a sneak peek. Oh, so I love that, man. So you I love that. Yeah. The other thing I would just ask is, yeah, if there's anybody who's in tech or crypto down there that you would suggest we talk to, we'd love to, you know, we'd love to chat with them as well because we were kind of going all in on just um, focusing on Miami. You know, for a while we were doing like a bunch of different cities, but, you know, even just from going down there, it's so clear yeah, that, uh, yeah, that you're in the right city. So. <laughs> No, it's a beautiful place, man. I, I can't wait for you to come down. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, talk to you guys about my brand. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.